On today's first round KO, we have Tom in studio with us as he has a long rant about Kawhi Leonard. Um, we also talked to him about Jabari on the Bulls. We uh, All three of us give our best five players in the Eastern Conference for the NBA. And then we got some segments for you, Matt, about it. And one last thing. Let's get it. Welcome to the most must-hear WSEW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined always by Mr. Connor J. Moore. Connor, how the hell are you? I am good. Um, I learned that I need to stop watching as much House Hunters as I do on a weekend <laughs> basis. It's getting bad. That's awesome. It's getting very bad. <laughs> oh, so, yes. I mean, if you guys the are looking for a house to buy, I can tell you exactly. Does work well. I was gonna say, if you guys need, if you guys need help talking about granite countertops and how they match with the kitchen, I think I got y'all at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining me in studio today is uh, returning guest, Mr. Tom Burst. Hello, going, Tom. I am here to talk about actual sports for once, and Yay. I'm so excited. You, I'm sorry. What do you mean, actual sports? Oh. <laughs> There we go. Not, not two word sports. Not, not sports entertainment, but just sports. <clears throat> Hashtag mad about it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, we me, we do it. have some segments to get to, but we're gonna get to those segments later because Tom has a lot to get off his chest. I've heard, <laughs> dude. Um, <laughs> like a lot of time passed from when I asked you if I could talk about this, and uh, some of the steam wore off. And then when That's I started okay. taking my notes today, <laughs> did it come back? It kind of came back. Awesome! Like, this is ridiculous. So the first thing we're going to talk about the one that you requested to come on, the reason you wanted to come on, the whole Kawhi Leonard Demar Derozan trade between <clears throat> the Spurs and the Raptors. Tom, what are your thoughts on this? All right, this is going to be a long one. All right, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. So to first start off, I think everyone needs to understand where I'm coming from with this. And that Kawhi Leonard is a piece of shit. All right. So, March 4th, 2017. Oh, my God. He's got – oh, okay. He well, injures his ankle. Back. All right? He okay. injures his ankle. Zaza injures his ankle. Okay. I landed on another pretty person. Purposely. It's that person. It's pretty purposefully. Anyway, it's, game it's one Zaza. against the Warriors. Which hurts they his by, ankle. They were up by about 20. Yeah. He gets hurt. They lose that game. Yep. Injures his ankle. All right? Done. Done for the season. That's it. Yep. Everyone kind of comes to terms with it. It's postseason. Unfortunate things happen. Mm-hmm. Move to June 20th. All right. Mm-hmm. He's good to resume physical activity. Later that year? Yeah. <laughs> that's like a. That's like not even. That's like a couple weeks after. It's just an ankle, dude. He didn't break it. I thought he did break it. Nah. This is sprained. Okay. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. So June 20th resumes physical activity, which is cool. Spurs fans are like, awesome, let's go. It'll It'll be be great to go next season. September 30th. (laughs) This is a very important one, all right? September 30th. He's out for the entire preseason because he injures his right quad. I'm going to butcher this word, but I'm sure as hell going to try. Tendinopathy. All right? What? 
You like Sounds about right. Strained it, whatever. I'm assuming it's similar to tendonitis, but just in your quads. October 18th, he misses the season opener mm-hmm. for the Spurs. October 20th, a video comes out on Twitter of him struggling upstairs to his plane for the team travel, right? Okay, yeah, this is pretty legitimate. He's injured, <laughs> right? October 25th, people are asking Pop, yo, what's up? Like, is this, is this something to be concerned about? Pop said he's not worried. He'll, uh, he'll come back when he's ready to come back. Doctors will say it. I'm not too worried about it. We have a team that we have to get going on, which is phenomenal. Excellent coaching. Don't focus on the bad. Focus on moving forward, right. getting some wins. I mean, he is one of the best coaches, if not the best in the game. So Exactly. November 8th, pops in another interview. Kawhi's okay. He's getting there but he's not confident in himself anymore. He's losing some confidence. All right? November 28th. 20 days goes by. (laughs) Tony Parker's like, he's really close, man. He's really close. He'll come back. December 12th, he comes back. And he scores 13 points. Kawhi? Yeah. He scores 13 points in 16 minutes. I didn't know he came back. Nine games. Okay. 13 points. In 16 minutes. So I was like, limited minutes. He's in there. Kind of scoring, you know. It's fine. January 5th, he leaves the game. Is this, is this 18 now? Yeah. current year? Yep. yep. Okay. Leaves the game because he has a partial tear in his left shoulder. Okay. That's what they told everyone. Now, this is where I think it gets fishy. Because, <laughs> like, it's interesting. He leaves that game. January 13th, his final game, he gets 19 points, 4 assists, 4 steals, 8 rebounds. Kind of shows, like, he still has it. Everything's there. Four days later, January 17th, he's out indefinitely because of his right quad again. I don't think his shoulder was actually injured. No. I think it was his quad, and he didn't want people to freak out. Boom. Which, why would you jump from quad to shoulder? That, that Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. But I just think that tear in your left shoulder is very fishy or you're that injury prone and i would rather be fishy than injury prone especially in this league oh well yeah so he's out indefinitely all right yep five days later the rumors start how there's this huge rift between the san antonio spurs and Kawhi leonard and his group all right his group he leaves mid-february for a consultation on his injury in New York. And he downplays the rumors. He's like, nope, there's no rift or anything. Nothing's going on. Hopefully I'll be back by March. Dramatic page flip. Excellent audio for this audio-only, no-visual podcast. Yep. February 21st, he's cleared. He's cleared. New York's like, you're good. He's cleared. Pop in an interview goes... You know what? I kind of doubt he'll be back right away. I'm not saying that he's going to be out for the rest of the season. I just think he's not going to make an instant comeback. He's going to get a ease into it. Well, yeah. Ease into practice and then yep. a couple games. March 7th, he's like, yep, I'm going to return soon. There's no friction between the organization and myself. March 23rd, no Kawhi Leonard. Tony Parker takes to Twitter. 
Tony Parker says his quad injury from before the season started was 100 times worse than Kawhi's. Mm-hmm. But he trusted Spurs staff and medical staff and coaching. And he was 100% healthy and ready to go. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to go seek outside consultations or sources. Right. This is rumored to be the final straw between Kawhi's group and, and the, Spurs. the Spurs. Which I'm kind of on Tony's side a little bit here. Because, like, if it's not an absolute tear, you can either play limited minutes or be up front with coaching and everyone. Say you're not confident, you want to wait it out, you're sorry about it, but you'd rather be 100% healthy than not play. Like, The only thing I have to say about that is that he knows that his, he knew that his contract was up next season and he was preparing himself for free agency, so he's probably keeping himself healthy for that. Tony Parker is not. Tony Parker is near the end of his career. Tony Parker could care less. I see your point in that, yeah. and I'll get back to that okay. in a second. Okay. I just want to know at what point during in this entire timeline, when because apparently this whole thing started when Kawhi and, and his uncles decided, you know, he's trust like his advisors are basically like his uncles and everything. I just want to know where, like where in the whole Kawhi Leonard so proper timeline that they decided to take over and lead the charge and help out Kawhi steer his career. Because I'm pretty sure whenever that happened was when all this shit started to go haywire. I'm willing to bet good money that that's what happened. It's almost similar to a LeVar Ball to a Lonzo Ball. Almost. Lonzo's still on a team. He still plays. And Lonzo tries to block And LeVar kind of went off to do his own thing with his other kids. Right. Ruining their lives. Yes. Uh, Opinions, but yes. Uh, Facts. Uh, (laughs) Opinions. So late March... He leaves again to New York for rehabilitation and more consultations. Meanwhile, April 11th, Spurs get the seventh seed, make the playoffs, and uh, it's kind of, is he going to come back for playoffs and help us in the playoffs? The fans are wondering, is he going to come back for playoffs? We don't have a lot of information, just a lot of fire going back and forth. April 15th, Pop says Kawhi and his group need to decide if Kawhi will return. Obvious tensions here. You can downplay it as much as you want. There's obvious tension between organization and Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. June 15th on Twitter. I added this one because it was hilarious. (laughs) But I also think it's very important of a turning point with the fans in the city of San Antonio to Kawhi Leonard. The San Antonio Zoo took to Twitter... (laughs) To say that they were giving away Kawhi's membership. It was like, lifetime membership to Zoo, gone. Oh. Giving it away. That's, it's petty. That's very petty. But. Interesting. The only reason I kept it in here is because it's just kind of, it's the symbol, right? Symbolism of the city's oh, kind of well, done yeah. with you. It just, yeah. You need to figure this out. We're going to start turning on you. Then over the next week on ESPN, he's getting ripped on by former Spurs players, by other coaches and analyzers, just basically for being a shit. That's, that's what it is. It's like you need to figure it out. You're the star. You're the centerpiece of this team, this city, and you're not showing up. You're staying silent. You don't, 
you can't stay silent, basically, is what the argument is. You can't stay silent. You need to at least speak to the city so they don't turn on you. You need to at least speak to the team so they can continue building around you. They want to build around you. They're not going to do something shady. Their medical staff isn't going to rush you or anything. You are the centerpiece. We need you here. We're going to take care of you. You're making $18 million this year to not play. And he gets ripped on for more of that. Oh, yeah. July 5th, right? Spurs go to New York to see him for rehabilitation, right? They go over there. They want to go talk to him. He hides. He grabs his group. They go into a separate room, and they hide. The Spurs organization never saw him. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> LeBron hid from a lot of free agency people this, this offseason. He didn't talk to the Cavs face-to-face or anything like that. True. Or, the, or Philadelphia. He sent representatives for those. I don't know. It's just that that again just speaks to him deciding that he's done in San Antonio, that mm-hmm. he's made up his mind where he's going to go. Unlike There's, unlike Paul George, who was willing to meet with other teams, LeBron had his mind made up, and mm-hmm. I think Kawhi does too, even though he's got a full year to wait for it. Exactly, that's the only thing I have. I, no, I completely agree. And then the big one happens, right? LeBron. Goes to the Lakers, signs the Lakers, whole announcement goes. Mm-hmm. Kawhi then goes out and goes, I'd rather play for the Clippers in L.A. than the Lakers because I don't want to be in LeBron's shadow. Did he actually say that? Did he come out and say that? That's what it said in the thing I found. I heard that those were fake reports. I heard that those were strictly rumors. I'll have to fact Because I did, a, I, I did a whole piece on that, too, where because I – Kawhi doesn't want to play for the Clippers. <laughs> There's no way that he would want to play for the Clippers over the Lakers. The only thing I could see it though about how he doesn't only want to be in LeBron's shadow. I could see that, but I think Kawhi doesn't. I I, I don't think so. I have, I a, I have an opinion on this yeah, too. Okay. I just want to get the timeline yeah, yeah, okay, okay. out of the way. July 18th, the big move happens with Kawhi and DeRozan. Right? It's announced. Mm-hmm. Big rumors. Everything's mm-hmm. out of the bag. DeRozan's like, I don't want to leave. I love Toronto. I love this organization. Why doesn't this organization want me anymore? Meanwhile, Kawhi's like, I don't want to play for the Raptors. Why did you do this? Yeah. And so, basically, where I'm getting upset with this, right, you don't necessarily want to be the centerpiece. You want to play for a bigger market, probably a Mm -hmm. team that's just going to get you a ring. Mm -hmm. That's what you want most. However, you are the only basketball market in San Antonio. Sure, you have the Houston Rockets, and they're probably drawing a bigger crowd because they're winning more games currently right now. Yes, and they're just the more fun team. Uh, you know, because the Spurs, they're a solid team. Yeah. They're not as fun to watch, quote-unquote fun to watch. So, yeah, more marketable. Moving got, on. Houston's got a crazy amount of star power. Too. Exactly. Yeah. Moving forward with that, when I went to San Antonio for a conference earlier this semester and we walked around the city, there were people with projectors outside with Spurs games on every night. They had tickets that they were giving us on sale to fill the stadium. This town cares about its basketball team. Oh, absolutely. This city cares. They love their players. The amount of people I saw in Kawhi Leonard jerseys was ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. You have a fan base. You have a market. If you want it to grow bigger. We're just going to skip past the part. We're just going to skip past the part you just said. They were offering you guys Spurs tickets during that damn conference. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Except it was still kind that. of expensive, so I couldn't go. That's fair. <laughs> All right, fair. I was going to be like, I was going to hang on. You didn't go to one? <laughs> we thought about it because they played the Warriors one of the games. And we were like, those weren't the, that wasn't the game that they were going to give us the discount on. But still. And uh, we were looking separately, and that was like still pretty expensive. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. Yikes. Um, but anyway, got me off track now. Thanks, Love Connor. <laughs> People wearing Kawhi Leonard jerseys. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. Like, oh, yeah, that's where I was going. All right, yeah. so, like, the market, right? You want this market to grow? Show up. Make big plays. Make big wins. Win the close ones. Help your team. You are the centerpiece. They're, you're the person that the entire city is looking towards to make a big move, and not even in the playoffs, to get to the playoffs in the regular season. Playoffs, finals, they know you can do it. They believe in you. You He's guys have gotten it. to the finals with Cavs. Like, you can you can do it exactly. So and he was a Finals MVP. Let's not forget uh, about that. Heat, yeah. But yes. Like this city wants you. They care about you. Mm-hmm. Why don't you want them? That's the biggest issue I have with this. Two reasons. <laughs> One, he's from California. He, I think, stone throw away from Staples Center, like hour at the most. I think out of town. Same as Paul George. They're from there. They're Lakers fans. They have been since they were kids. Two, and this is the biggest thing, which I still don't really understand how he doesn't have this already, the sneaker, the shoe deal. He did not get a shoe because he's looking at James Harden, who's in the same state as him, who's getting a butt ton of money from, I think he's with the D- Adidas. No. Is he with he's Adidas? A, okay. He's with Adidas. He's getting a butt ton of money, more than his actual contract from Adidas with the shoe deal. Curry's getting a bunch of LeBron. Obviously, he's getting a bunch for his shoe deal. All these players are making most of their money through advertising and media and shoes, de- shoe deals, and that kind of stuff. Kawhi never got that in San Antonio for whatever reason. He, he's he doesn't have a shoe deal. He's he's under the Nike brand, but he doesn't have a signature shoe. Right, and that to my knowledge, this is what I keep hearing every time that this is brought up. He, that is a big reason that he is trying to go to L.A specifically and that's why he's pissed that he's in toronto because who the hell is gonna get a shoe deal in toronto <laughs> true but i think there's other ways you can go around that and just ask nike directly and be like hey i'm sure he has at what point do i get a shoe <laughs> i guess like you're a big enough name i yeah like you could just go yeah i'm leaving nike unless i get a shoe and if they did he might be under contract there too <laughs> nike can't necessarily trade either <laughs> Breaking news: Nike trades Kawhi to Under Adidas. Armor. Yeah, yeah. Right, to anyway. New Balance. <laughs> yeah, New Balance. You're finally getting your shoes. Well, put it this way: Shaq had shoes, and they were under Reebok. Yeah, yeah. Does it matter where you get your shoe? No. Yeah. Yes. No, as in the brand doesn't matter, but in the city, yeah. Where was Shaq when he got a shoe? I don't even know, dude. Pretty sure L.A. <laughs> Wouldn't Maybe. be surprised if it was L.A. If it wasn't L.A., it was probably Miami. No, he had the shoe deal before he went to Miami. I was going to say, it, it's got to be L.A., I would think. All right. Um, I don't know. LeBron only has it. I think LeBron actually – I don't know if he had one when he first was in Cleveland. He, May, he, he probably did. He probably did. I, think he got, I think he had a deal his he rookie year. But actually. that's LeBron. I mean, he had something. He's like, LeBron. He's the chosen he one. Monster. Um, I don't know. Kobe, obviously, L.A. He started with he he got Yamase with LA. He 
he started with Adidas and then transferred to Nike. Interesting. But yeah, I'm just that that's the biggest reason that I see Kawhi wanting to go to LA. And I have an argument against the Clippers too, but we can yeah. talk about that later if we want to. Um, but yeah. I have go, more. Yeah, okay. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. So, another thing to look at, right? His stats. Yeah. His stats aren't anything phenomenal. They're not no. LeBron James. No. They're not necessarily Paul George sometimes. They're not necessarily Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Giannis. I'd say Giannis has better stats all around than Kawhi at this point. That's the system, though. Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant. Well, well, yeah, Kevin Durant. I I would argue that's the system. Exactly. Plays more team ball. Exactly, but I think that's where he fits. Because you move him to a different city where literally all the other players are going to rely on him, and I don't think he can handle it. I think he could. He has a skill set. He's, and it's, he's almost shooting. And he's, he's, got he's a, so well-rounded. He's shooting 50% career. Yeah. I, but you've played nine games in a season. That still counts. I'm Well, no, I'm just saying career. I, I'm looking career run. I'm 49.5% career-wise. That's almost 40% three for a ba- dude that got. A dude that big. Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he's known defensively. I th- th- those are pretty good offensive numbers, I'd say. I don't know. I just don't think a team is going to be able to rely on him solely offensively. Me either. And that's a problem. That's why he should go to the Lakers. I, yeah. I'm not opposed to, like, him going to the right. Lakers or anything. I'm just saying his whole situation is stupid. Yeah. Because, no, and then you continue to hide from your team. Not a good look. You continue to actively want out of an organization Ooh. not a good look maybe that's why he wanted out of san antonio maybe he maybe he knows himself that he can't be the number one dude or maybe he needs more helper you know he had duncan ginobili and parker around him before mm-hmm. maybe he knows that maybe he knows he needs a better cast around him because you know the the couple teams that he has been looking out outside of la with lebron have been philadelphia boston these teams that already are kind of built, so maybe he knows that on some level. Exactly. Is yeah, it like, is it so is it so, is it so much that he's looking at those teams because he knows he he doesn't have to be the number one option, or is it because those are the most loaded teams that could get oh, him well, to an yeah. NBA Finals quickly? That's the other thing. I think Kawhi's more focused, obviously, on the shoe deal, but I think he's looking at championships. See, you can't argue that he's looking for championships when he wants shoe deals and money and stuff like that. He. He thinks that he's deserved money. I think he would, but that's why I think he's that. That's why he's looking at LA so hard because he can go to LA, get the shoe deal, get the max contract, and chase championships. He turned down eighty million dollars though uh, to get the super max to stay in, to stay in San Antonio. So and he'd be making more money in San See Antonio. That, I, I don't think he's chasing money, but like he wants the shoe deal because he knows he can get it. But like that, it's not the contract money that he's going after. But he's also winning. But it's not like he's going. He's not going to go play, you know. But why do you have bad, to go to another a stacked team? team? You've already won one. He knows he's not. You can get a decent supporting cast. He knows he needs a supporting cast. I don't know. Like you could just go to a team that has a good supporting cast and is missing a piece, and you could be that Utah. Piece. Utah. Portland. Portland. Washington. Exactly. Like we're naming Miami. our teams right now. Miami. Yeah. <laughs> but he just wants the quick, easy thing, which is concerning me. Because why do you want the quick and easy? 
what do you think? What What's the quick and easy? I would say Lakers are quick and easy. Why? They got LeBron. They have a young cast that's growing to be excellent players. Right. Which I'm. Which is why I'm glad they didn't make the trade. Exactly. Maybe not this season, but, but I, within the but next again, two to three seasons, I they'll think, be there. I think that's a team right now that is a good core that is missing a piece. I don't think they're. I don't. They're not going to beat the Warriors this year. Maybe not this season. But with more knowledge, experience. This team right now will never beat the Warriors. This current roster. They need another piece. Okay. I, 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 I just disagree. That. I love Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. I'm a huge Lonzo Ball fan. Josh Hart's a ball player. Holy crap. I but I just don't see I'm just saying having LeBron on your team, team. <laughs> not purely talent wise, which it does, completely drastically changes your team. Oh, absolutely. Not just talent wise. I think with LeBron helping and coaching and molding those young players, while they can still be molded before they get into, I'm a vet, I'm going to make these mistakes I've been making since day one. I still think you can they, grow into a team that can just be an arsenal. I think they need to add a second or third tier player to that roster to compete. Okay. Although I do think the Warriors are also going to fall off definitely the map after this year. But that's a whole nother. You can only keep so many stars at once well, for so long. Yeah, they're not going to be able to keep Clay unless he takes a drastic pay cut, mm-hmm. which I don't think he will. One of them is going to fall apart. Speaking yeah. of that, I think Clay's going to LA. Anyway, back on Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do I have here? Back to Tom's timeline. Yeah. Or his stats. Are, yeah. yeah, everything I have here. <laughs> his notebook that he brought. Yeah. So. It's just another thing is like it's just never a good look. You have one more season. Why not play your heart out that season? Get these stats to a little more centerpiece looking stats. Prove to yourself and every other team that you can be that centerpiece. Then you're going to have free agents. You're going to have teams knocking on your door Mm -hmm. instead of you're knocking on your own team's door while not actually being there. Asking to be traded to these other teams that Mm -hmm. are rivals to that team. It's not going to happen that way. If you have a specific team in mind that you really want to sign for, that you want to play for, no matter what, wait that season, play your heart out to make yourself look say, good. Beat them this season. Exactly. I, can't, I think he's going to do that in Toronto, though. I think he's going to play. I don't up. think he's playing Toronto. You don't think he's going to play? He's not going to play. If he doesn't play, no team's going to. I don't. The Lakers wouldn't want him. I don't think LeBron would want him. The NBA, I think, bears. There's, I, I was saying this in the last episode that the NBA, there's like strict like very very strict penalties if a player willingly like healthy and everything does not play the entire season like sits himself out plus like the league the league can step in plus i can still milk this rehabilitation thing in new york i think he knows because later i think it was the next morning after this trade after the trade happened he was going you know i don't want to play in toronto i might sit blah 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 the next morning he was like yeah i'm warming up to the city I, I think he realizes that his reputation is on the line. I think he realizes that he needs to prove himself, especially coming off of an injury. I, th- I think he knows that he needs to play this year, and he needs to be good. He can't just come off and, you know, 16 points. It, he's going to need to average at least 20. It's just probably a 25. bad look. It looks like yeah. you're just taking the money it's and terrible. then leaving. It, it's just horrible. And then on the flip side of that, if you're, the, if you're Toronto – they did DeRozan dirty. If you're Toronto, you tell one of your star players that is dedicated, that wants to be loyal to your team, the exact opposite of Kawhi Leonard, honestly, you're not going to trade him? 
and then you trade him for Kawhi Leonard. A rental player. Exactly. They traded him for a rental player. Someone that you might have for a season until he fakes another injury after putting up a few good games. It's just ridiculous to me. And, like, I don't want to say loyalty's dead like DeMar did. Because you look at the Bucks. I will. We treat Giannis phenomenally. Giannis he's, wants to stay. He's returning. We yeah. want him to stay. He's returning the favor. It's a good show of loyalty. Mm-hmm. D. Wade went off on loyalty in the NBA, which I thought was slightly ironic. Yes. Because, yes, he did end up back at the Heat, but he, but he did them. leave for money to go to Chicago so he could get more than the one-year vet minimum. Uh, it's got a little more money in Chicago. The situation's different, though. That's his, home, that's his hometown yeah. with the young core, and he's a veteran. Yes. I think I think at the time when he left Miami the, fir- the first time, they were understanding of it. Yes. That's why when they woke, that's why there wasn't any ill will. Right. That's why when they brought him back, it was like nothing ever happened. They're like, oh, he unlike, left? Oh, I didn't know that. Unlike LeBron. <laughs> unlike LeBron. <laughs> I'm not saying he abandoned Miami by any means. No. I'm just saying he did leave a team that he was dedicated to for a long time. It was his hometown, but then he still went to Cleveland to play did with he his sign friend. There? He got traded. He signed. Yeah. Oh, did no, he, he sign? Yeah, I think he signed a one-year deal with Chicago. Yeah, and he then opted out. He signed a two-year with op- Chicago, with opt out. Yeah. Signed with Cleveland. And then got traded back traded to Miami. Traded back to Miami. Right. So it's just kind of interesting why he didn't go straight back home. I wouldn't come. I mean, as far as the, your loyalty argument, yeah, I can, I can see that. But City still loves him. Mm-hmm. He didn't leave on bad terms. Mm-hmm. When he did leave, there's this big post about how much he loves the city. It'll always be another home to him. He just wanted to play for his hometown before he retired. It's beautifully well done. It's just you weren't completely loyal to that one team. Right. I don't know where this disloyalty began I'm not gonna assume point the finger or anything like that Kyle's gonna cough and point the finger Boston Celtics <laughs> solid <laughs> argument one could argue Shaq yeah <laughs> he was kind of the first like I'm gonna go join six different super teams yeah or make six different super yeah. teams that's a fair point but ever since it started it was like you roll a golf ball-sized snowball off, like, a mountain, a snowy mountain. And it's just been cascading ever since. It's been bad. So NBA's, now, Although you do have to admit the NBA is a lot more entertaining. Which free I ag- disagree. Which free agency do you look more forward to, the NFL or the NBA? See, that's an interesting question because I don't want to look forward towards a free agency. Oh, I, I want to look forward towards a good competitive season. I you don't think this season's going to be competitive? It's going to be competitive between like six teams. I disagree. I strongly disagree, uh, especially if you look at the standings for last season. The Rockets are falling down, so they're not even. I don't even think they're top five. I don't um, know. Uh, <laughs> they lost the reason. No, yeah, the, the Rockets. If they, especially if they get Carmelo, no. <laughs> yeah, if they get Melo, then they're, no, they're going to be Melo just drags teams down at this point. People Honestly. forget Portland was the number three seed last year. Uh, Utah's on their way up. Donovan Mitchell's fantastic. Obviously, the Lakers are in there now. Um, Dallas is going to be decent. Cleveland's out. That's in the East, though. You got so many teams in the East. Detroit's going to be good with Blake Griffin and uh, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, thank you. I'll wait and see results for that one. The Bucks. I think the Bucks are on their up and up. It's the Bucks and Boston's like 
that's their conference in my opinion. Toronto. Philly. 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 <laughs> I still think it's gonna come down to Miami. Bucks Boston. Indiana. Indiana, yeah, it's a sleeper. Actually, Victor Oladipo is like a monster. Yeah, honestly. I, I think this I think this year is more competitive than last year. Just wait until you guys get to my top five. That's Me too. Cause arguments. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. We're gonna do top five NBA players in a little bit here. Oh, is it, or, I thought it was East, Eastern. East, Eastern Conference like, players. Geez, no, yeah. Don't make no, me no. like look things up real quick. No, Eastern Conference players. Um. So it's just, I think at this point, teams, most teams, because Bucks seem to be very loyal to like their star players, mm-hmm. minus Jabari. That's Jabari different. got into a lot of injury issues though. Injury issues, and he wanted to play for his hometown. Yeah. And so, he kind of left on his I don't, own. I don't, he left on his own. Well, and it, 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 because Giannis took off. So mm-hmm. then they were like, okay, he's our guy because he's not getting injured. You know, in my opinion, Jabari should never have been our guy. He could have been. I mean, he he honestly had the potential to be one of the best offensive players. Like he had potential to be Carmelo Anthony on the offensive end. Like in his I prime, guess. he he had the potential for it. It's just, I don't know. That's a lot of pressure on a power forward. <laughs> He's not going to be power forward anymore. He's going to be small forward. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit, too. Um, so it's just kind of like I think teams are more loyal to that championship. They realize the same two teams, two three teams, have been in the finals consecutively. Now when the free agency hits and you kind of get that sense that loyalty isn't here anymore and you have money to spend, so you can buy people. Yeah. yeah. I know you think it's fun. It's fun in 2K. I don't think it's fun in real life. Why not? Because <laughs> I'd rather have every team have one star player and just see what happens. But that's not how you win anymore. Because then there's always going to be that one team that has two or more. There's always going to be that team. And then and then other teams look at that and say, we can't compete with that. We need to go bring in a couple stars. And then you get to what you have now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is players... Jumping from teams trying to beat the best teams. I can see your argument, all right? I'm not saying you're wrong. I yeah, would never no, say you're wrong to begin a, with. Yeah, it's an opinion. It's opinion. Yeah, right. Um, I see your argument. I just, I'll just disagree, I guess, yeah. because I can see why players want to jump ship. But I think it's teams that have money are also like, hey, we have the money to get you, this player, this player. And I think we're going to win the championship. That's fair. And then we'll sign you for two years, and then you can leave and do that with a different team. One last point I'll make is that the conference finals on each end both had their highest ratings in 20 years. See, the only, well, I guess the Celtics did kind of pull it out. because um, like the only one And I, they both went to seven games. Yeah. I think competition is fine in the NBA right now. Once you get that far. It's, it's shifted towards the West, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> only really with. Two teams, I would argue, <laughs> LA and uh, I just think Golden you have State. most of your biggest stars in the That's West. Fair. Connor, you want to throw anything in? Um, yeah, I guess my only thing about the about Tom's uh, point about the about the teams with the money and the salary cap space to spend that to spend that money and everything. My only response, because I know there's, because like I was saying on the previous episode, there's people who still get on me about it. They're like, oh, you must, oh, you must like this, you must like that. My response is, tell the other teams. I don't mean to be that typical MLG gamer guy, but tell them to get good. You know, like it's not like it, like sh- like sure, you don't have the money. That's not an excuse because you can't go buy a star. 
build a, like build a star, develop a team. Utah's doing that with Donovan Mitchell, you know, like, and if you mm-hmm. somehow have them build a culture, that's 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 why I like the Oklahoma City Thunder so much. Is because yeah, they had those stars and they drafted those stars and they developed them first. But that's when they had them, and and when they had the money, and when they had the money to spend the stars, they they still didn't go freewheeling for it. One, you know, might like mo- that, one might argue that they picked the wrong star to follow. Them. <laughs> right, exactly. But still, I mean, that 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 that's an that's definitely an argument that they we can have. Th- but I mean, had, yeah, they had a one in three chance I mean, and they'd failed. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, look at, I mean, but still, like we. T- I, my point is like to develop the culture. Buy. They developed three future. Uh, they developed three future MVPs. And then it's not even like they went out and bought Paul George. They traded for him. And the contract True. and everything just so happened to work out under under underneath um, their salary cap. They don't have a massive market. They don't have L.A. money. They don't have New York money. You know, Miami's got sneaky money. The Bulls have a bunch of cap room, too. You know, yeah. they don't have that money, but they built that culture. And the way they structured everything, it worked. That's why they're able to have those stars. So I get Tom's point, but but my, my counterpoint to Tom pretty much – the same people who like to get on my ass on Facebook and everything is it is not the big team's fault with salary cap that the rest of the teams in the NBA completely fail to build with what they have. It is not their fault. I'm not saying it's just specific teams. I'm just saying every team at this point would rather purchase than develop. I disagree. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think every team, I think every, I think it depends. It depends where your market is. I look at, I look at I Philadelphia. Think, I look at Washington, Minnesota. Min- yeah, yeah, yeah. Minnesota, Portland, Utah. I said Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just most teams would rather purchase. I think. And then, like, I understand. I agree with you, Connor. That yes, Milwaukee. people should develop. My only argument to that, and don't get me wrong, LeBron James is a phenomenal player. Love him. He's great. Phenomenal on the court. Yes. I just think teams see that, see that that's a lot of raw talent with development. And if you don't get that same level of raw talent and you're trying to develop a next LeBron James, you're going to get discouraged because it's not going to happen as quickly as you want it to. So well, LeBron, just well LeBron, came out the, LeBron came out the womb of basketball God, so he's kind of the, out, he's kind of the outlier Fair here. Wait for I, mean, no one, I mean, no one really saw Giannis being what he was when they drafted him, and he's – Absolutely. Arguably not. the top, if not the best player in the Eastern Conference. Get to that in a second. <laughs> we will get to I don't think it's so much that they're. It's not so. It's not so much that I think they need. They need to look. Look and start developing the next Kobe or the next LeBron or the next this. You you draft. You draft well. You find the high ceiling guys. You find the high pro, high potential guys, and you develop. You develop them. You help them fulfill their potential and your role with what you got. I don't think you. And then the, and then if you feel like you you can get us if you have the ability to get a star to merge with a with with a young promising core, then you go out and if you have the money by all means go for it. If not, continue to roll with what you have, like Utah is doing. Or if you're the Lakers, if you know you have that core and you have the and you can and you're able to attract big stars, even even Chicago, there is rumors in the beginning of free agency that. Sh- that that young core attracted a lot of stars, but they just weren't sure with the with how the front office is. No one's sure it about sucks. the Chicago. It, it does. So much. We'll it, get to the Bulls. It, it, new coach. It, we'll get to the Bulls in a second too. But but my thing. But so my thing is like I agree. I guess what I'm saying is like I, I agree with you, and yet I disagree. Like I agree yeah. to the fact that some teams 
want to go and purchase that star. But where my disagreement comes in is I think they'll only purchase that star when it if they know they have the ability to and when the time is right. I don't think you're going to have like, you know, a team that's complete ass, like dead last in a conference. And they're like, oh, we just so happen that we're just going to cut all these players and go get a star player and we'll be fine. No, I think they need to develop the culture, develop the team, a la Utah and the Lakers, even though they've been the butt of every Western Conference joke, especially since Lonzo got drafted. Yeah. You develop that young core, and then if you're able to get a star in free agency, you yes. get him. Or if you're a Milwaukee, or if you're a Philly, and you and those, el- and those elite stars yeah. are just developed, even better. You might not even have to make that next step and go purchase a big name free agent i agree with most of that i think arguably it depends on the player agreed like if you're lebron's free agent saying he's leaving and you're not on that thing of hey i want to like see if i can put a bid in here i think you're a little crazy oh oh no that's I, oh, I, no. yeah that's that's without a shot of that i mean anyone with cap space is gonna throw a bit is gonna try to toss out an offer for lebron yeah but I don't think they just did it free willy spending. I think it's a calculated risk because, yeah, you know LeBron's going to come with a price and you still have an entire roster to fill out. To wrap this up real quick, I'm just going to say if you look at the top teams in the NBA right now, excluding Houston, I think Houston's really the only example where they bought because they bought James Harden, obviously, and then yep. they built their team around him. Look at Golden State. Well, they developed Steph. Like they crazy. developed Steph. They developed Clay, that entire Draymond. core. Yeah, they and then they brought core. in. My argument is that the NBA is turning into, which I like a lot. You develop a team, a core, and then you and then you go get that one missing piece. You figure out what your missing piece needs to be. Obviously, Kevin Durant's not a missing piece. I was going to say they did not need Kevin Durant, but they, they still beat they their sure core. They as built hell a championship core. Kevin That's Durant. what I'm saying. This this league is building. Snake. This team, this league is now building a team and a core, and then if necessary, or maybe if not necessary in some cases, build, bringing in a star to help that roster. At this point, I guess to wrap up the whole Kawhi thing mm-hmm. and Demar thing. Yep. Uh, I feel really bad for Demar. Loyalty's dead. I don't want him to like get all down on everything. I hope he finds a new city. I hope he finds a lot of appreciation and love in San Antonio that he'll want to stay. If not, I hope he finds a different city that he'd love to go back to and be loyal to for the rest of his career as long as he'll be willing to be loyal back because it seems like he really loves being with one city and connecting with one city of fans. Moving past that, I'm very scared is going to become the next Kevin Durant or possibly Oof. even worse. Um, next Shaq. I think he needs to figure out... Honestly, I think at this point it's humility and self-respect. Because I think he's missing those both right now, and he needs to figure it out really quick. Otherwise, he's just going to fall off the face of the earth. He's going to be like Larry Sanders. Yikes. Very talented. Good defensive player. Yeah. Gone. I don't think quiet. My prediction is that Kawhi's going to L.A. next year. Anyway, moving on. Tom, you're a Chicago Bulls fan. Am. Connor, you're also a Chicago Bulls fan. So I'm when I ask- decide to be. <laughs> I feel that. When, yeah. I feel that on a spiritual level. I'm going to ask you guys um, two questions. One, 
How do you feel as a Bulls fan as with the Jabari deal and him coming onto the team? And two, how do you feel about your team this year and going forward the next couple of years? Tom, you can start. Uh, I don't mind Jabari being on the team. It's not like like I said earlier. Uh, it was his choice to come here, right? And he could have stayed with the Bucks, and the Bucks were on the up. Mm-hmm. Bulls are struggling a little bit. We have pieces. It's one way to. Not everything is like falling into place. I think coaching needs to be changed drastically. I say give him a chance. I've heard. I've heard they have a lot of hopes for this season. Because of the roster that they have right we now. Have a lot of hopes for every season. That's fair. <laughs> last year, I don't think you had a lot of hopes. You guys tried to tank last year. <laughs> nah, what are you talking about? So, anyway, anyway. Zach Levine, I was very nervous. Yes. Right? I was very nervous that we lost Zach Levine. I was nervous for you guys. <laughs> because I, even when he was on the Timberwolves, huge Zach Levine fan. Loved him. Talented. I like. Very I really talented. enjoy the Timberwolves. I like, I like their jersey colors. Kind of superficial. Stupid. But I love it. Uh, I really like... Carl Anthony Towns, when I do franchises, if I'm not the Bulls, I do Timberwolves just because it's a fun team. We got Zach Levine, and I was so excited. I was a little upset we got rid of Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler was, he on, was his, on his way out. Yeah. He was on his shit, all right? Yeah. He, was, he was doing the little Kawhi stuff. And now he's he was, doing it again. Yeah. He's to- speaking of toxic people, he's so toxic in yeah. the locker room. Don't get oh. me started. Do yeah. not get me started. Anyway, <laughs> he's gone. We'll do, we'll do so, a day on Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. Uh, so we got Zach Levine. And then everyone's like, oh, he's just a dunker. He's just a dunker. And he was a little injured. He got back. He developed the mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. He's athletic. He always had a three-point shot, he's I, fat. I thought. He had a decent three-point shot, but now he's got a decent he didn't shot all around. He didn't shoot that's, a lot in Minnesota, though. No. That's true. And so it developed a lot. So he's a good scorer. He's very quick, athletic. He's a so great athletic. guard. Like, we need that kind of player. And you can really tell from if you look at – my my former love, I mean, I still love him, but, like, I wish he was still a bull, Derrick Rose. Um, quick, athletic guard, tore off the league. Mm-hmm. And I think Zach Levine's a good example of that. You know who else was there? I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but he was a big dude. Larry Markkinen. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, oh we have him, him now. Joke him. joke him, Noah. Yeah. So, like, Rose and Noah, and now we have Larry Markkinen. We have a Zach Levine. We have a Jabari Parker. <laughs> We still have a Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn. To my, to my knowledge. He'll, I'm, yeah, I've been trying to figure out their starting five. I feel like he'll probably be mm-hmm. him and It's Ruby probably going to be, be Dunn, Levine, Parker, Markin, and Carter Jr. Oh, or Carter. or Robin Lopez. It's Robin Lopez it'll if they want to start Carter. the It'll be Wendell Carter Jr. because he's a dookie and I love him. Anyway. I agree with Kyle. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think we have a great set of guys. I don't think we're going to go too far this season. I hope we get above 500. Maybe a six seed, maybe, um, maybe playoffs. I would say playoffs are definitely a goal for you guys. Yeah, they should be very a goal. achievable. Very yeah, achievable. They're achievable, especially in the East. Yeah, yeah especially in the East now mm-hmm. with the whole shakeup. Um, we have all the pieces in place. I want Jabari to stay healthy, mm-hmm. as being from Wisconsin and following the Bucks, just because it's a hometown state. And like, I'm never gonna hate the Bucks because mm-hmm. I've just grown up around them. Um. Bucks Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals. Who are you cheering for? Mm. Just hypothetical. I'm curious. I know. I'm thinking about it. Uh, current, I really enjoy Giannis and watching Giannis. I was going to say current rosters. Like if it happened this year. Yeah. I really. 
that's difficult because I know Giannis deserves one. Yes. He deserves a championship. Milwaukee deserves a championship. That would break so many barriers for that city. It would. Oh God, it'd be. Huge. It'd be amazing. Ah. Oh. I'd be so torn. I'd want it to go to seven. I'm just curious where your loyalty stands. As I would as want it to go to seven, and then I'd figure it out. Because I always say, as a, as a basketball fan, I'm a Bucks fan and I'm a LeBron fan. Mm-hmm. But you so like I've been a Cleveland fan, I've been a Miami fan, now I'm an LA fan. But I'll whenever, always love my Homer team. Whenever the Bucks play those teams, I'm I still revert back to the Bucks. They're always mm-hmm. my number one team. So that 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 was like, just I'm also opinion. a LeBron fan. I'm gonna follow the Lakers like crazy. I yeah. followed the Lakers like crazy when Kobe was oh, there because I yeah. loved Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Um, yeah. I had Kobe posters in my room. It right. was insane. Anyway, um, okay. Back, back to the Bulls. Sorry. That's <laughs> so tough for me. <laughs> I, I can't – just because the Homer thing – like That's Milwaukee fair. needs something big to happen. Yeah. And if it's not through the Brewers, it needs to come from the Bucks. That's fair. I know Connor would be dressed in red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> That's fine. I, I adopted the Bucks, but I mean – yeah. I, I got to go back to literally the city I was born That'd in. That'd be so. an interesting matchup of Jabari versus Giannis. <laughs> oh, my God. Now I want it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we're not You'll gonna see it. it. It's going to be Boston. We'll see Mil- it, though. It's going to be Boston, Milwaukee. We will see it. We will see we it. We will see the matchup. Um, anyway, back to the team. I would say probably the Bulls. When it came down to okay. it, I'd probably go Chicago. That's fair. Um, back to the team. So Okay, so so this year you said, you know, six seed is like probably a high, high-end goal for you guys. Playoffs mm-hmm. is the goal. What do you think? What did you get Levine for? Four years? Yeah, I think it's four. Yeah, and Parker is a year and a team option. Markkanen's still on his rookie deal for probably two or three years. Two or three. Carter, four years. Dunn, still a couple of years, I would think. So, looking forward, the, I would say the next two or three seasons. How do you think? How do you think the Bulls stack up? Do you think they bring people in? Do you think they keep this? core roster and just try to build off of that i think we're in a place right now that if uh front end figures out how to pull each other's heads out of their asses that we can develop we can develop with what we have right now and become lethal if jabari opts all in which would be phenomenal yeah i think we have a like good chance if jabari leaves i think we have a hole to fill um just slightly at least, get someone in or develop someone, draft someone, and keep it developing because I think we're on the right track of a rebuild right now. Uh, we really found That's the pieces, good. and we found the pieces quickly. It wasn't as long as a rebuild as I thought or imagined it would be. Um, it was just – it's always interesting to me looking at current bowls and looking at past bowls when we had Derek Rose. Yeah. And, like, healthy Derek Rose, confident Derek Rose. With Joakim Noah – Luol Deng, Kyle Korver, Taj Gibson. Boozer, Taj, Taj Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. We were a contender. You're and then we squad. fell off. Squad. <laughs> but, like, imagine if you didn't get injured in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. And then, like, we would just – I'd say we'd still be contenders and the Eastern Conference would look a little differently. You think that core might have stayed together? I think Derek Rose would have stayed. I think, yeah, if I think Rose and Noah, because Noah was just a better fit there. I think he would have. We could have filled in the spots right. for big yeah. guys. Um, Connor, since you're the other Chicago dude here, your thoughts real quick on you've already kind of given your thoughts on on Jabari, but how how do you think Jabari fits with the team? How do you think the team does this year and the future years going forward? I think he fits well. 
with the core. I think with the coaching scheme that Hoiberg has, I think he'll definitely be able to to play off to his skill sets because he likes to spread out uh, the floor. I think how the Bulls will do this upcoming season, Tom pretty much mentioned it, you know, especially now that the West, the, the West, the East. <laughs> oh, East, I actually said West. Oh. <laughs> oh, Matt and Ryan, edit that out. Um, no, but... <laughs> do not edit that out. Maybe. But, uh, but in the East, uh, it's definitely it's definitely thinned out. It's thinned out a little bit, so it's not it's not unattainable to get a playoff uh, to get a playoff spot. I think the team is going to uh, alter their mindset right now, as far as from going from full rebuild to we're just we're still going to try to get the pieces together. So we're still going to try to figure out what we have. However, we can contend to at least get into the playoffs. I think that would actually help this that young core a lot better in comparison to tanking, especially when you have a guy like Jabari who's been on a team who's been competitive in the East as well. That that helps them out as well. As far as the future of this team, as long as Paxson and Foreman are still in the front office, I can't tell you. I would like I would like to give you a a, a definite answer and a definite opinion, but I don't know because Garpax, just when I think they're going to do something right, they find a way to screw it up. In this case, they did something right with the Jabari deal, essentially a one-year, $20 million contract if nothing works out. So right now, they're they're doing good things. They did something right with I've, Levine. Right, they did something right with Levine. I think they kind of overpaid. They sh- it should have never gotten that far with Levine anyway. I think they should have. The Garpax almost almost broke this entire team down before it even began. But yeah. we kept the core, and so all's well that ends well. I don't you. know. Yes. Who do we build up more as a centerpiece, Markinen or Levine? All. Both. Both. I mean, if you you have con- you have you you have control of both. I mean, you kind of said it yourself. I mean, yeah, you had Joe Kimnola there at, on the team for a for what a, a year or two before Rose got there. Try to try to get try to build that up. Try to get a two point Except Markinen can hit a jump shot and. And can hit a free throw and everything, and Levine, you know, and you know Levine. He's not wrong. Oh my god, and, his, pa- his shot was like a. And Levine, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta harness that potential. You gotta make sure he's, you gotta make sure he's good on the ball, off the ball, you know, and obviously you gotta make sure he's healthy as well. So I think with they have the pieces in in place with the with the guys that they drafted this year and Hutchinson and Carter Jr. with the players that are already there. I mean, this is the first real year where I will actually sit back and let Hoiberg do his thing. Where I'm just going to sit there and be like, all right, man, you know, like this, this, this is the team, you know, that is built for you. They're giving him a Hoiberg team to uh, make that system. So this is the one year I'm going to be interested in. I will say I won't I don't really have an answer to how I think the team's future will be in the next two, three years. Until I see a what they do this season, and b the twenty nineteen free agent. True. See, I won't know. I, I it needs I need to see something during the season to make me believe that the Bulls don't want to be a a doormat, and I also need to see them be aggressive in free agency in twenty nineteen because they're gonna have the cap space, and if they develop this young core right, they can attract a piece or two. So this season is, in my opinion. It's a lot more crucial than I think Bulls fans and I, and more crucial than I think even the Bulls themselves realize. 
I think it needs to start from the top down of the mentality now that you have this many pieces currently that can grow and develop into a very great team that you have to realize you can be contenders now and you're no longer in this, well, we're rebuilding, we'll just give it our best shot. You need to realize we're contenders now, we can be contenders, we can develop this team, we need to start acting and playing like it and being smart Content- from now on. I wouldn't necessarily say content- contenders, because when you say contenders, especially in the NBA now, when you say contenders, that, all of a sudden, that, that connotation is, oh, conference finals or NBA finals are bust. I think they can be competitive. Like This is the year where they need to be competitive. And if the team can show that they can be competitive, make some noise, because I think that will help this young core grow a lot as well. It'll show a lot. It'll show the entire league that hey, the Bulls are actually they're coming back. It'll show free agents that they're that you know there's something there. And I mean, like I said, this season I think is much more crucial than I think Bulls fans, the Bulls, the Bulls organization, and I think just anyone who even just gives a light of day to the Chicago Bulls realizes because if you play if they play their cards right this year with that core. And with that cap space going into an absolutely loaded 2019 free agency class, who's to say that not this upcoming NBA season, but the following one, depending on what happens this season and during free agency, that's when we'll be able to know, okay, are the Bulls going to contend or are they they fine with getting a bottom half, you know, bottom half of the Eastern Conference, like a uh, a four through eight seed or a six through eight seed, and they're content with getting to the first round and getting bounced, or and maybe having a shock win here or there. This season is crucial, and I know this is probably going to be the first season since I've uh, since my sophomore year at Whitewater where I'm actually going to intently watch Bulls basketball. Like yeah, this will yeah. be the first round where I'm going to be like, all right, now I'm watching. If you ever want a viewing partner. <laughs> deal i get it i get it all streamed through my i get all the games through my uh cable service here Done. thanks comcast Sportsnet. so I'll be there <laughs> i can um i guess what i'm not disagreeing with you and i know kyle wants to wrap it up yeah. so i'm gonna uh <clears throat> say this kind of quickly uh i'm just saying we saw in this past playoffs though what a young competitive team in the boston celtics could do if they made the playoffs <clears throat> well <True. laughs> sorry it all depends it all depends i think it's a mentality thing and he gets his stuff together. He realizes he has pieces that he mm-hmm. can maybe implement a plan now. Mm-hmm. It can be good. But, again, if he doesn't do that within the first 20 games, I think we need to start looking for a head coach for next season. Like I said, this year is crucial for that team and Hoiberg. I mean, the, Hoiberg's literally getting the team perfectly assembled for his system. Uh, I agree with both of you. He needs to show me something. He needs to show everyone yeah. something. 100%. Connor, you said you have a question slash topic for Tom. Oh, 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 do I? We should also try to get through this quick. Yes. Um, all right. Uh-oh. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to just basically just uh, just ask this, and then I'll ask Tom, and then both of you guys can give me give give me your thoughts, and yeah. I have my thoughts on this one too. Yeah. Joshua Hader. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on I, this, Connor. Uh, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but. <laughs> But you guys saw the tweets. Yep. You guys also saw the standing O. I, I want your guys' you thoughts really on the it. tweets, first of all, and the reaction to the standing ovation that he received, and maybe even your reaction to the media's reaction to the standing O. Oh, that's, yeah, that's where most of mine goes towards. But 
Do you, um, you want us to just jump into I, it? Oh uh, yeah, I'll go with Tom first. Sure. <laughs> Tom first. <laughs> so anyway, um, sorry about that. Serious topic. That was, no, that was well played. <laughs> uh, so I actually worked concessions at the Brewer game last night. So I was there when I heard his name. I was there when I heard an eruption of cheers and everything like it. that. I was listening. Uh, to it it was kind of a surreal moment just being there and hearing that many people cheer and not knowing exactly what's going on. It's just always cool to hear thousands of people erupt. Um, as far as the Twitter thing, yikes. That's the first thing that came to mind was just yikes. Um, I didn't get to follow the All-Star Games as much as I wanted to. I've been working every single day. Like Tomorrow's my first day off in like eight days. Um, so I didn't really catch on to it as quickly as I'm sure you guys did. All of a sudden I heard I saw I'm on a Brewer fan club page on Facebook mm-hmm. and I said we need to cut hater. And I was like, why do we need to cut hater? Yikes. And so uh You see that the the night of? See, I honestly didn't see anything until the day after. Okay. I wasn't on my phone. I either. saw that I was, the night I was of just intently watching. Um the game. and I uh I went online and I was like, What's this about? <laughs> Read some articles. Some articles didn't have any tweets on there, so I found one that did have the tweets on there. And I was like, well, how bad can bad be? Pretty bad. They're pretty bad. Um, They're pretty awful. I have them open right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, same. I'm seeing them. Um, it's it's wild. Like, I just – even the Brewers team was kind of, like, dumbfounded by this. Like, wow, never noticed this. And um, when you're young, you'd say stupid things that you think are funny. Uh, it's – sometimes a product of what you're surrounded by as far as community you're not always um around every other culture that there is in this nation and there is around the world you're can be insensitive towards those things i unfortunately have said things and i haven't posted anything to my knowledge yeah of anything but i definitely have said things unfortunately that i deeply regret i was gonna i I was gonna bring up just because me and tom are from tomahawk (laughs) (laughs) You know, very small, 3,000 people. It, we weren't exposed to this type of thing. So as kids, you know, we're, we were very insensitive to it. So, yeah, the, yeah. The upbringing, upbringing has a huge part in it. And that's why the tweets are terrible. But to me, that's why he – I'm not saying he gets a pass. Obviously, he's going to his sensitivity training, all that kind of stuff. But that's why he's not being cut. Because this isn't this wasn't a twenty four year old Josh Hader saying these things. This, it was a seventeen year old. So that's the only um, I don't want to say excuse, but that's the only reason that he's not being punished as strictly. So Tom, uh, to continue, um, kind of like Kyle head on the head. I know we've been together and we thought some things were funny that we grow up now and we realize aren't funny. Yeah. Um, and that's it's just an unfortunate thing. I've apologized to people. Uh, it's it's definitely a bad thing. It's not correct by any means. Upbringing has a factor, but it still doesn't excuse the actions that were taken. Right. Um, and that's just something you kind of have to live with and move past and correct yourself as a person moving forward. That said, putting it on Twitter is a little wild. Yes. Um, that's the worst part. I don't understand I don't see why, why you had yeah. to post any of that. Me either. Uh, you can even look at the James Gunn thing currently going on. <sighs> Uh, yeah. he did it for his reason. That's was the to difference. Be provocative. It's the 17 year old hater. That's my argument. 17 year old hater versus 40 year old, 50 year old James Gunn. Yeah, I guess. And I understand that like youth 
gets a pass in most things. I'm just being I just don't think advocate in this scenario. Yeah, it it's a touchy scenario because it like it's been a while, and the team was like, I've never seen the side of him. He's never acted like this. He's just been a cool dude, which is cool. Maybe he has corrected his actions or mm-hmm. everything. But let's say I went through a phase in high school. I was a little depressed, and I'd post like some depressing things, share some depressing pictures, something like that. I go through my, hey, see your memories thing. I see that stuff, and it's like, that's not who I am anymore. Right. I delete that post. I don't want it there anymore. It's something that, like, yeah, I thought was funny when I was a kid, or like, oh, wow, I'm so edgy. Look at how sad I am. And uh, it's it doesn't need to be there. That stuff you can keep to yourself. Uh, and if honestly, just quick side note, if you're honestly struggling with that kind of thing, talk to somebody. It's the best thing in the world for you. Uh, and then if that person doesn't want to listen, then they're not really your friend and seek professional help. There's a lot of options for you and surround yourself with better people. Um, this though, there's no really surrounding yourself with better people other than surrounding yourself with people that don't have those beliefs, people that are inclusive, uh, are of different culture and that you can learn from and realize that what you said was a mistake he said it was a mistake. He said it was like older him. He was young, stupid, not as knowledgeable of the world, how the world works and everything. It's just, I think it should be more than sensitivity training right now. I feel like, cause I don't know. On the flip side of that is he could maybe honestly be like this and just not blatant about it anymore. And so he's just playing nice to play nice. Cause he's playing on the team. And then I also feel like talent should not excuse. I don't think it does in this situation, um, to be honest. What's it called? Talent should not excuse this kind of behavior, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's the easiest way I can say it without thinking of the correct word at the right. moment. Um, I, I honestly think the tweets are pretty inexcusable. Unfortunately, people have screenshots of them, so like they're always going to be around now. I think a big part of it is first step, delete them. Well, first step, apologize, which he has already. Yes, yeah. Second step, go back, delete them, delete the entire Twitter handle if you have to, start a new one. Um, I don't care if you lose followers. It's just a product of you've made mistakes. Apologize for them. Apologize for them on the new Twitter handle. Whatever you have to do, do your sensitivity training. Uh, I think the Brewers are handling it in a interesting way of he has a lot to prove now he's got to prove to us that that's not who he is anymore uh i know he i i feel like it's an interesting feeling in that locker room right now that is just like i trusted this guy we were like kind of like a family because brewers really is a family oh yeah um and then you find out something like oh like say i found out my dad murdered someone i'd be like oh cool you're my dad but like I'm scared of you. <laughs> My dad hasn't murdered anyone just so because it's going out on the internet. I just want to make sure. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's probably a tense feeling of yes, we're still close. Cause that's not who you are anymore, but yes, you did that thing. So I'm not necessarily going to forget that, but I'm willing to forgive that. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of a take on it. And then you look at Disney and Marvel, which you said different situation, kind of, same kind of tweets came out and they're done. They're also just, bigger, bigger market, bigger market. 
Yeah. But they fired him. He's done. Right. So I just kind of curious how the situation isn't always the same for what was said and what was done. Um, like I, from a talent perspective, not looking at this, having to have him cut for something like this, I guess would be slightly upsetting as a fan. Cause like, Oh, he was a good pitcher. We need good pitchers. We're on a good streak this season. But you look at the brass tacks of it all. If that's what it had to come down to, I'd support that decision. I, I, I just feel like he should have got fined. Uh, just more than one sensitivity training, maybe get suspended a couple games. It's, I don't know. Nothing's okay here. There's never going to be a right answer. Just grow up, I guess. Know you have to grow up. Correct your decisions, your choices that you've made. Because you can't really take them back, and that's the unfortunate part. You can't get a redo and not do them ever again. Um, It's just... You move on, you become a better person, and it's a learning experience. I just, I feel like only sensitivity training isn't enough, and I feel really bad for everyone that was affected by this, whether it was in his hometown and he just was like that and there were people like that in his hometown that got offended by it, people that were offended by it that followed him. Um, it is unfortunate, um, but I'm... Like I said, I go back to my memories on Facebook. I delete the posts. You can't tell me a 24-year-old Josh Hader completely forgot about all those tweets. Yeah. Um, so you just kind of have to be mindful of that stuff, especially in this day and age, that it will surface. So if that's not who you are anymore, get rid of it. Don't get rid of it because you're hiding it because you don't want the world to know that's who you are because that's just who you are and you're a shady person and I don't want to be friends with you. So... Uh, <laughs> It's. I'm trying to think of a thing to say that can make this all right, and there never is. People are going to be offended. Oh, yeah. I just – it's always a touchy situation now of how should you punish a person for past mistakes. True. So that's kind of what I want. I'm going to give my quick two cents, but I won't go too long. Um, first of all, we're talking about a in sports – people are suspended only a handful of games for domestic violence so that's the culture we live in so i'm not surprised that he wasn't punished that hard um my second thing i forgot already oh um the biggest thing to me why everything is kind of settling down and why milwaukee gave him such a big ovation and everything is because that his specifically uh jim Jim Je- Jeremy Jeffress and Jesus Aguilar, specifically those two, and Lorenzo Cain, um, those three went on social media shortly after it happened and showed their support for Hater. They said they're still re- they're they are really good friends with him. They don't think that he's like that anymore. They still stand by him. I think that was one of the biggest things that happened, and that's why the maybe the league or the team has not come down on him as hard because past mistakes. Um, I, th- I will say though, real quick. Yes, being in that stadium, that's a lot of pressure to kind of like deal with. To know that like thousands, millions of people are like kind of against you right now. Yes, they aren't happy with you. But to yes. go out and still perform, I think was and, and perform well. He, yeah, compared to his is yeah. a feat of its own. 
but it still doesn't excuse no. the action. Um, and my final r- real quick thing, uh, Connor, I, I do want to hear your thoughts on this too. Um, I saw the specific one that stands out in my mind is uh, Jamel Hill from ESPN. She tweeted something along the lines of, um, she said something like, tell me again why the the dude with the racist tweets is getting a standing ovation in Milwaukee or something like that. And she was very critical of it. I responded to her. I, obviously, she probably didn't see it, but I, I, I had to say something because, like in that, like they were giving him a standing ovation in my interpretation because they see the mistake, but it was almost like a forgiving type because he he cried during his apology. His teammates came out and supported him. It was almost like a forgiving type of thing without forgetting. Mm-hmm. Like, they know what happened, but we're still going to support you. You're still on our team. You, you know, welcome back type of thing. I I don't know why the media was I, – I, I get why the media was so hard on it. But, again, like, it's I'll, I'll, it's sports. Like The only thing that concerns me with the standing ovation from Milwaukee – is that Milwaukee is one of the most yes. segregated cities is in the nation. The most. It is the most. It now. is. Yes. So I don't know. That, those are just my two cents on it, Connor. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on this. I. I want to know if he's actually sorry that he did it and actually remorseful that he did it. Not crying because he's in trouble. And someone right. and and so, and someone brought it up. Or I want to know if he's sorry that he got caught. Yes. And I also want to know that if uh, the play of his teammates of color and of Hispanic descent actually wholeheartedly support him, or if this was a or if this was just the obligatory, he's my teammate. I have your back. I have your back. You're my boy, Blue. Let's get let's let's go back to work so we can just right. play baseball again. Right. That's and I don't want to be that guy. I really, really don't want to be that guy, but that's what I think is happening here. I can tell you what I hope is happening, and I hope that's not the case. I really a thousand and ten percent hope that is not the case here. But, I mean, from my experiences, and I've, you know, I, you guys hit the kind of, hit the nail on the head here. You know, past experiences and upbringing and everything, that has a lot to do with it. That can play... That plays a significant role, especially when you're 17 years old and you know when you're in high school yes. and you're still in this I gotta fit in stage and everything like that, you know, and just high school in general. That plays a big role. Some people grow up. Some people grow up. They realize that that was stupid. It was ignorant, and they completely change their ways. And then there are others who are stuck in their ways. Who that's how they feel. But they ain't going to make it as obvious as they once did. They're going to keep it under wraps. And I have seen, I have been around, and I have unfortunately worked with both, to be completely honest. I mean, hell, this past year alone, some I was in a conversation with people, with someone, and one dude looked at me, he was like, no offense, but I called someone the N-word the other day. And I'm just like, first of all, if you got to look me dead in my goddamn face and tell me no offense... Then obviously there's some of obviously. Why would you say that to begin like, with? Oh, it's like, right, yeah. right. Like first of all, it's just like, oh, I was like, oh, oh, good. It wasn't. It wasn't to me. No offense taken. No. First of all, and I'm sorry, <laughs> and I know I like, and I and I try not to swear on this podcast. But first of all, but the first thing I wanted to say was fuck you, 
to this dude, honestly, um, before that, because it's it's BS. It's complete BS. And so what I hope with Josh Hader here and I was looking I was reading all the different reactions on Twitter and everything. Mm. And I was, and I saw one person uh, tweet something and it made a lot of sense when you're an up and coming baseball player, you know, you got to go through the minors and you you're exposed to a lot of different mm. things, a lot of different people, you know, a lot of, you know, you're going to be exposed to Hispanics in the Dominican, Cuba, uh, et cetera, et cetera, tr- trying to work and scratch and claw their way up, you know, cause that's the life. That's, that's their escape, you know? Mm. And you know, there's an, in, there's a growing amount of, uh, African-American baseball players, you know, and they're still a good amount in, in the minors too. And, but more and more are coming up, you know, right. you're seeing more of them be top prospects in baseball. So a lot, and with a lot of that traveling in the minors and everything, you know, they don't get the, minor league baseball doesn't get like the travel luxuries and everything like they do in, in the show. So a lot of that, all of that can humble very quickly, very, very quickly. So what I hope, what I hope is that all of that is true. I want to believe Josh Hader. I want to believe his teammates. I want to forgive him, but there's a part of me. It's just like, did you, are you really, sure you apologize and you cried and everything, but are you really absolved from your sins here? Are you really, are you really remorseful? Did you really change? I, and I really want to know what this sensitivity training is that's supposed to do something. Absolutely. Is he going to go out and be, is he going to go out and be around different thing of people of color, of people of different descent, of people of, because di- it wasn't even racist, uh, racist tweets either. It was homophobic tweets. Yep. It was sexist um. tweets. I want to know if he- MLB put yeah. out a thing the day that it happened. It said um, Major League Baseball announced that the Brewers uh, or that it will require Brewers pitcher Josh Hader to undergo sensitivity training and to participate in the league's diversity and inclusion initiatives. Yeah, I want to. I want to know what all that is. Right. I really want to know what that, all yeah, that is. That'll because if everything. it's yeah, just if it's just a, a basically a, another like slap on the wrist, and that's just not enough here. But I want, I so badly want to fully believe Josh Hader. But the, I'm looking at the country that we're in right now, and I know it wasn't the same way seven, you know, when Hader was twenty, was seventeen, and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at how things have evolved since then, you know. And I, there's a part, there's, there's a pessimistic side of me that just like. That part of Josh Hader is still in him. It's just dormant. It's just there. And I and I don't want to believe that, but there is that pessimistic side of me. However, you know, I've been thinking about this pretty much since it happened, and I'm going to stay on the side of hope here. Although I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, like it happened. I'm just going to forget about it. Like, no. Right. Like when yeah. I saw the tweets, when I saw the tweets, even I was just like, he, I was like, damn, I was like, I actually really like watching him pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoy watching him, you know, like I said, I've, I like to joke around and say I'm an, I'm an adopted Brewers fan and everything. You know, I kind of adopted that team, but it's like I enjoy watching him pitch. Like I was happy when he made the All-Star game and everything. So when I saw the tweets, I was just like literally my first words, my the first words out of my mouth were what the fuck uh, when I saw it, yeah. honestly. I was absolutely blown so, away. So, yeah. 
I was like, how so bad can bad I am, tweets be? Me too. Really right. Bad. And this is like the epitome of bad. And so yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I forget. I'm going to forget these, obviously. I mean, it, because I mean, it, it, when it, they're out there, I mean, the person who like, has the screen caps and everything, I'm still looking at the tweet to this day until it's taken down. Yeah. So, but I'm going to step aside of hope here because I do believe that different experiences and journeys in life can easily alter and change someone's belief. As for the person who said the comment that he did to me, I don't think a damn thing happened in their life changed him. So whatever. But um, however, I will say this, and this is the part that disturbs me. Like it truly, truly disturbs me. And you kind of mentioned it when you talk about how segregated Milwaukee is. Mm -hmm. For every person there that stood up and clapped and did it out of forgiveness and said, hey, I ain't forgetting what you did, but I will support you to get through it. Mm -hmm. For the record, I would have been one of those people to be complete. And I mean, I mean, I I mean, I'm pretty sure I've told you guys. I mean, hell, both of you, both of you, I was both of you guys were like one when the one incident happened to me at school this year remember that yeah. like you two were like the t- two of the first people that I, that like knew uh apart from apart from uh my boss and my parents and everything right. um it made me very angry yeah that yeah and so it's and so it's like i would have been one of the people to stand up and, and clap for him. i wouldn't have sat there and like oh you know like screw you dude but for every person but for every person that would have that stood up and clapped for him that forgave him or is in the process of forgiving was another five, 10, 20, however many people that are standing up. like, that's my boy. That's how it's supposed to be said. That's how you say those things like all that. And that's what disturbs me the most about this is that for every person that at Miller park that was clapping to support the, the is in support of forgiving him. There those legitimately supporting things that he said in those tweets right. and that's what disturbs me and the and the part that i that none of us will ever know is who is who that's the part that really just gets me about this entire thing like the the whole tweets thing and the reaction to that i that part i can that part i can put aside the part that the part that really just disturbed me the most about this entire scenario about the standing ovation was who was clapping for him because they support him because of his apology and who was clapping before me for him because they support him because of what he said in the tweets. That's the part that really disturbs me about this entire situation. Absolutely. Um, I have a Tom real quick and then Uh, we're going to move on. Just like before I found out how bad the tweets were, one of my thoughts was, can we leave people's past alone? Yes. Because a lot of people, especially in this past couple of years have just been, brought down hard because someone decided to go digging a little bit in social media past oh uh, yeah and i was like does this really need to continue then i saw the tweets yes it does need to continue yes uh it needs to be brought to light i don't think necessarily people need to lose their jobs and entire careers over it but they definitely need to change their ways yes prove that they've changed in their ways done thing do things to correct past mistakes become a better person and just kind of integrate yourself back into society. It's just, can we just get people like people that do great things to stop being idiots in their past? That'd be amazing. Right. 
Why can't everyone just be perfect? <laughs> I want perfection all the um, time. All right. So we're going to move on to a lighter subject here. We're going to do our top, top five best players in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. Who wants to go first? Uh, so, so because of time restraints, we're already at hour 22 in here. Time restraints, we're going to just list the five in order and then give a yeah. brief description on why every player is there. Mine's controversial. You guys go first. That's fine. Yeah. You, I, I <laughs> can right. start. If you, yeah, go for it. Go all for right. it. Um, I got to pull mine up again That's real quick. Just 10, to, so, in order, top to bottom, Giannis, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Blake Griffin, Joel Embiid. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. He's in Detroit now. (laughs) Yes, he is the fourth best player in the East. I think, real quickly, Giannis um, is the best because he's the centerpiece of his team. He has not been injury prone, and he's been getting better every year, so I think he continues that pattern and gets better this year. Um, Kawhi Leonard, just because of his pure talent, we'll see how good he is. Um, I I think if he comes back to full potential... Um, he could pass Giannis as the number one guy. I think, honestly, before he got hurt, I think he was the number two guy in the league. I think it goes LeBron, Kawhi, then Kevin Durant. I'm not high on Kevin Durant. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, I, I think injuries are holding him back right now. That's why he's number two. Same with Kyrie Irving. He has the potential to be the top player in the East. Injuries are holding him back. Also, his diva along with Kawhi, his diva tendencies are also hindering him as a as a personality in the nba um also the fact that his team went to the eastern conference finals without him hurts him a little but i think that's more to the team and to the coaching um okay yeah time constraints Uh, we won't get into it yeah yeah uh blake griffin just pure talent um he he was the number one guy in LA. They said they were never, you know, he was going to be a clipper for life. And then they shipped him out. I think he's a great fit for Detroit, um, for the team, the organization. Um, and he, he's, he's gotten a lot better too. He came out and was just a dunker and then he developed a jump shot. He's gotten better. He's threes occasionally. Exactly. Yeah. He, he has elevated his game much like Giannis. Um, but uh, yeah, I think he's the fourth Can best. Can I comment on that one? Yes. I don't disagree with you that he fits the like whole plan of Detroit and everything because they're mm-hmm. always big men oriented mm-hmm. and um, yeah. defense physical yeah yeah I just he's been a star but he's only ever really been a star role player to me That's yeah I opinion. don't think he's a number one guy so I don't think to me he'd be like in my top five ever like maybe a That's top fair. ten but I think in just, the East right now I, I can't I, yeah. you know I I contemplated putting John Wall you know oh, so did I. a couple other like did Hassan I? Whiteside but you know. There's a, my my number five is Joel Embiid because again injury prone but he's very talented like dudes dude's gonna be great if he can stay healthy um, otherwise he might become another Larry Sanders um, but yeah uh, that's my top five oh you, Connor you, Connor, want, to you want to go real quick yes sure uh, I go from yeah I go from one to five actually too yep. I'm gonna go okay go. I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm going to go Giannis Anetokounmpo, one. Kyrie Irving, two. Kawhi Leonard, three. Ooh. John Wall, four. Ooh. Joel Embiid, five. Ours were almost very similar. <laughs> um, Giannis, because... It, Giannis very similar. I mean, I think I think we if I start to give my pin, we've already heard the same one from everyone. So 
you know, every I think it, I think it's becoming a foregone conclusion that Giannis is as far as like the guy to be. It's him in the East. I, yeah, I agree. Irving's number two for me because despite the in, despite the injury and the recent diva tendencies, before the injury he was a killer. I mean, he played more games than Kawhi Leonard, and people tend to forget that 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 game winning shot over the Golden State Warriors when they won the NBA Finals, that was Kyrie Irving. We just we just always think the, we, the the first thing we think of is blocked by James. That's the first thing that we always think of. <laughs> so, that was great. but I mean, as far as who hit the shot, that was Uncle Drew. So I mean, as far as pure handles and Kyrie, Kyrie's got it all, man. As far number three, real quick for Kyrie, I'm going to make the same argument that Tom made for Blake. I think he is a great guy, great fit, especially in Boston. I don't think he's a number one guy. Ever. I disagree, but we'll get to that when I get back. Okay, continue. Number three, Kawhi, because on it, he would be number two, but the jury's out for me on him with the, with a quad injury right. and only playing limited games. I don't want to. The reason I was able to go on past performances from Kyrie is because he's it's been it's been proven, and he played more games this recent season. So I know right. so I know what he was capable of with okay. that team. Okay. With with Kawhi, despite him being a Finals MVP and everything, the jury is out with that quad and everything. Number four is John. Ball because I think especially in the Eastern Conference he's criminally underrated and it doesn't help that Washington can't really advance yeah. past the first round so was criminally underrated and he was the guy he was able to sustain to sustain being the guy until they drafted Kelly Oubre and Bradley Beal right and number five Joel Embiid despite me despite him being probably my least favorite <laughs> NBA player in the league uh despite very strong opinions on him um, it's un- it's undeniable the talent that he has. I just want him to stay healthy, and or I mean, I don't care what he does, but I mean, if he stays healthy, he can easily move up my list and everything. But Dude's, it's undeniable his talent. Dude's funny. Did you see his latest dunk? He, he's been going around <laughs> playing pickup games with people. You call you call it funny. I call <laughs> it. I you call it. Yeah, I'm gonna say you call it funny. I call it. He just needs to sit the hell down oh, somewhere and no. re- and realize that he's done jack squat. <laughs> other That's, than warming a bench because he's been injured. No, I completely agree. Like, but like, like watching play a him, full season before he trash talks and everything and tries to become a Twitter champion. Watching him dunk on a pickup basketball player and then staring him. Literally, he got two feet from this dude's face and just stared at his eyes for the next minute. It was one of the best stare downs I've ever seen. <laughs> like walking back on defense, he just kept staring him in the face. It was one of my favorite things I've oh, seen. Oh, that's Oh, and an and all NBA center dunking on some random <laughs> exactly. Schmuck I don't know. At a YMCA. It's just entertaining to me. Like the, the the dude the dude needs to grow up. Honestly, <laughs> I cannot stand Joel Embiid right. with every fiber of my being. Tom. All right. Um. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> before I start, Connor and I had four of the same like people in our five. Kyle and I had three. Okay. Um. It starts off a little similar. Giannis, number one. Cool. Number two, Kyrie Irving. I think we forget the era of the Cavs where LeBron wasn't with Kyrie, and Kyrie was putting up monster plays, handles, shots, went to Boston before he got injured, monster plays, handles, shots, points, assists, rebounds. This dude can do it all. With LeBron, though. <laughs> With LeBron, that was without can LeBron. He, can it, all I said right now was without LeBron. You said with LeBron. You said in Cleveland. I said no. He said he said prior to the LeBron. Yeah, thing. we forget like, about him prior to LeBron. Gotcha. What was the what was the Cavaliers' record? 
Who cares? It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was much like the Lakers this year. Last Didn't year. have Kevin Love. I... <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> I agree with you. The dude is completely talented. Best handles and best finisher in the league. I will yeah. give Yes. 100%. He's one of my favorite players. We'll come back to number three. Okay. <laughs> number four, I had John Wall. Just because he's been consistent. I almost put Multiple him in. Multiple seasons. Yeah. Great. He's got a song. Phenomenal. Kyrie Irving is getting a movie. Uncle Drew. The only reason I didn't <laughs> put John Wall in is because he's been in the league for so long, and it's becoming a, a guard league. And for some reason, that backcourt hasn't been able to be as successful as Portland or Golden State. For, that's the only reason I, I think that has hindered his I legacy. Okay. Five, I had Joel Embiid. And when it's not injuries, he still has rest days. And so, like, why do you need those rest days? Try and play, like, a full competitive season. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, my D-Rose numbers here, from uh, 2008 to 2010, he played 81 games, 78 games, 81 games. Beast. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Get up to those numbers, then start trash-talking. Yes. yes. Then start doing these pickup games. Yes. Because right now I'm seeing a – you tell me he's doing these pickup games, going around the country doing these pickup games. Why did you need so many rest days? I think he's going to play more games this year. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, he's he up better. there. Yeah. He's talented. He better. You're right. But yeah. if he keeps taking those rest days and everything like that, yeah. I think it's going to consistently hinder his career. Absolutely. Like, it might make it longer, right. but it's not going to make him as great as he could have been. Right. So, number three. Very oh, controversial. Ready. I'm ready. Uh, and I think it plays a lot off of number two. I have a guess. And oh, I gosh. think together, both healthy. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, God. They'll be able to play off each other so well that Gordon Hayward is number three. He didn't play all season. He didn't believe, play all season. I can't believe you just – no. I said it was controversial. <laughs> I would put Jason Tatum. I was gonna say I would put. I knew you were gonna say Gordon Hayward, but then immediately I was like, no, Jason Tatum's way better than him. I I would put Oladipo ahead of Gordon Hayward. Of that, see, I almost did that. I would put. I almost did. I would put Bradley Beal ahead of him. I would put mm. Hassan Whiteside above him. Thought about that. For the record, this is nothing against Gordon Hayward. It's just that he literally. Oh, absolutely, Gordon Hayward's fantastic. Yes. That's interesting. I know he didn't play, but. Just seeing what the team was able to do without their two star players, it makes me very scared as an East, as a Bucks fan. To, to, yeah, to see them come back. So they're going to come back. Yeah, Kyrie's going to keep doing his stuff, but I don't think his numbers are going to be as high. No. And he's not going to have to work as hard. No, because he's going to have Gordon Hayward there, and, and that young team has grown a little bit. Experience, he can trust them more, and I hope he witnessed that and doesn't try to be a Kobe Bryant. Um, he, will. he will. I love Kobe. Said that. But Kyrie's out of Boston. Hog the ball a bit. Yeah. Gordon and Kyrie together, though. And then Gordon with the rest of this team that's developed now. I feel like he can easily be a number three. Prove me wrong. Like we said, he didn't play last season. We don't know for sure. Right. But I honestly feel like he can be an easy number three. Damn. All right. I like that. Controversial. Controversial, but. Noticeably missing from my top five Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) <laughs> I honestly didn't even notice. I did. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Because I don't think he's going to play. And if he does play, I think he's getting traded from Toronto. Where to? Wherever Toronto sends There are him. reports that they're try- that they're going to try to talk to L.A. There's got to be a reason they they were willing to get rid of DeMar DeRozan 
for a player that has one year that's going to leave. I think they're trying to rebuild at this point. But why start with Kawhi? Without any other reason of trading him for picks. Because he's a rental player. Trading him for a younger player that's not as good, but you can develop. They wanted to get rid of DeRozan's contract. I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think Kawhi stays. And if he does stay, I don't think he plays the full season. I think he plays enough to look good. He'll play at least 70 games. He'll play enough to qualify for the All-Star game. That. All right. And then I think he's just going to kind of drop off after that. I don't think he's going to perform that well. I think he's going to perform well enough to go where he wants to go. L.A. And he's going to be distracted <laughs> all season. I can promise you that. I don't think so. All right. Fair points. I like them. Um, time to get to oh. some segments real quick. Also, John Wall has been averaging almost a double-double like every single game. That's fair. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, so is Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is terrible. <clears throat> Sorry. Hot takes. Segments. First segment we're going to do, <laughs> hashtag mad about it. Um, I have a couple. Do you, If you guys want to think about one each, I'm gonna go, I'm just going to do them real quick. I have two. You, yeah, you can do two. That's fine, Connor, if you want to think of a couple. I'm going to do them real quick. First of all, Tiger. I'm really mad that he didn't finish out. He went into the leading the Open. And then he choked. <laughs> he get, tied for sixth. I think he was three under, or three under the lead. He was five under for the day, or for the tournament. I was really mad that he didn't win. Um, my other mad about it was Tyler Saladino. He is not the answer at shortstop. I tweeted about this the other day. He as just he does have a good bat. He's batting a two ninety three with four home runs. I will admit that, but he's bad defensively. He's the. He, too many errors, way too many errors. He's not the answer. If anything, we need to move VR back to shortstop because Perez has been doing good at second, and VR needs a chance to play. Um, and then my last one, the LeBron murals. Kobe fans need to suck it up because if you're a true Lakers fan, you need to be happy about this because LeBron is going to bring you at least one championship in these next four years. You need to be happy that you have the best player in the, le- in the league, and you need to stop being so freaking salty that your favorite player's enemy is now on your team. Suck it up. Comment on this. From a perspective that loved Kobe, I'm ecstatic to have LeBron. Yeah. Another comment on this. As far as a view on the Lakers, you have had every, almost every greatest player in the world yeah. on your team sans Michael Jordan. Right. And like Bill Russell and stuff like that. But like, enough that like why are you salty that this one is on your team honestly i don't get it it's ridiculous i don't get it i agree with you but it's just like as a kobe fan i don't hate it and the other the other part of this too is people are working hard talented artists in la are working hard on these murals and they're just they're murals like if you don't like it don't look at it (laughs) dude the second the Giannis one gets defaced if it does that's gonna be a huge issue i'm gonna track that person down um yeah those are my three things Tom, what are you mad about? Where's Zach Levine's mural? Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, first thing I'm mad about, really the Toronto Raptors for getting rid of DeMar DeRozan. He was dedicated. He wanted to play there. He was an all-star, great player. Three years left on his contract. It's just, I don't know. I guess I'm not as, I wouldn't have been as mad if you were honest with him and said, we're looking to move you instead of we're not going to move you and then move you. They have said in the past year or two that, they were, that they've been talking to teams about trades, but mm-hmm. they never... They were never close on anything. But, um, yeah. I actually have three. Okay. Three, the hater situation. Right. Mad about it. Mad that it came out. Mad that it happened. 
it's just move on kind of thing. I actually become a better person. And, like, I pray to God that Connor's pessimistic views aren't true. Right. Um, I don't say pessimistic, like, poorly, Connor. I just... Yeah. Oh, no. You have no, an optimistic and a pessimistic view. Yeah. Um, and then three. I'm not going to say the company, but uh, working concessions at Brewer Stands. Mm. We show up yesterday. They tell us not to use the sinks because the water is temporary. It looks good for health inspectors. Yikes. Mad about it. Mad about it. And then we ran out of food and warehouse like hung up on us twice and didn't bring us food until like the game was almost over. Hashtag mad about it. Connor, what are you mad about? Um, idiotic Laker fans. Or okay, let me let me let me scratch that. Let me let me let me let me let me bring that back. Idiotic Kobe fans. Kobe fans. Yes. Uh, let me let me. I was gonna say. Let me bring that back. Then. Can I? Because I hope back? they realize that. Say what? Can I bring that back? Idiotic Kobe <laughs> diehards. Yeah. Yes. There we go. There we go. Because uh, I hope they realize that this doesn't. This doesn't bother LeBron. He's still going to play. He's still going to bring you oh, their championship, yeah. and he's still raking in money. That just disrespects the the artist. Exactly. They and go the through city. that much work. And the city, yeah. And the team, yeah, they, the team brought him in. in. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that they go through so much work to make that mural. Like honestly, if you're that anti, don't watch a Laker game. Don't even try to. I don't want them to watch a damn Laker game for the rest of the season if that's they how they're going to be before the season. They, they so are I'm not at, allowed to buy jerseys. <laughs> or nope. Them. Yeah. Uh, I am also mad about Joel Embiid being acting like a gym <laughs> class hero. I'm so damn tired of him. Like it's reaching a point now where if he gets hurt, I'm just gonna laugh. I was like, you did all that. You trying to be the king of extra, you know? And you go ahead and get hurt. So it's reached that point. I'm I don't I'm not wishing ill will on him, but if he does get hurt, I'm laughing so hard at at the notification like, extra, that's what you get extra and beads all about it nah. <laughs> like honestly and what i'm also mad about and this has something to do with sports but it's not okay so i hate to i hate to put my poor friend on blast here Uh-oh. from la- from last night Uh-oh. but name tell drop. me what name drop I'm not name dropping him. <laughs> I'm not name dropping him because I I honestly doubt he's gonna listen. But if he does, I want him to realize because I still kill him for this. Tell me why I am DDing last night. Oh God! Or you can end it there, before. honestly. Or no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I guess okay. So when the podcast goes live, I was DDing Saturday night, and we're leaving, and there's these two girls in Cubs jerseys. See, sports related Cubs jerseys, <laughs> and I'm trying Stretching to, I'm, I'm trying to leave. I'm just like I'm trying to go home. Yeah, like it's, like it's not that I was having a bad time or anything. I'm just like, all right, man, like let let's bounce. Tell me why. Tell me his why. Pick, tell me why his quote unquote cheesy pickup line, as he called it, was two two said girls that were in Cubs jerseys. You want to know what he asked them? Oh, no. How much does a polar bear weigh? I don't no. have to break the ice high. My name's Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what he asked them? Is it something about balls? Uh, is it about no. Like, no. Okay. No. bears or no. cubs at all? No. Well, well, he asked it? them if they were Cubs fans. He <laughs> asked the two girls <laughs> in Cubs. It's not really a pickup line. That's just a question. Smooth. <laughs> would have been better off asking how much a polar bear weighs 
and then he was and then he was just like, I tried to do with a cheesy pickup. I was just like, I was like, bro, that's that's stating the obvious. That's that's like, a that's rhetorical like, question that doesn't really lead to responses. Yeah, <laughs> hey, like, you Cubs I, fans, like, <laughs> here's my like, number. I'm sorry. No, that didn't I'm work. So- what? <laughs> Wow. Like, I'm sorry, Joe. I had to do it to you, but... Oh, he name-dropped! So... Yeah! <laughs> like, I'm so sorry I had to do this to you, but God damn, man. You gotta be better. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Like, um, like, I love, like, I love you, but at that moment, I hated your ass. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> it's, not, it's not even that it embarrassed to me. I was just like, you're making yourself a complete idiot. I'm the one driving you, so this is fine. Look at <laughs> oh, man. So. Um. All right. I was going to do winners and losers. I have one more mad about it. Yeah? Oh, I'm mad about Drake ruining every girl's life that's named Kiki. Kiki, do you <laughs> love me? I still, the only the only reason I actually kind of like that song is because Will Smith put out a video of him dancing on top of a bridge to that song, and it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah cancel the In My Feelings challenge. Will Smith won it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, So, like, I, I was going to do winners and losers, but because we've talked for so freaking long nah, um i'm gonna save i'm gonna save my winners and losers for uh wednesday show um so that brings us to one last thing tom you got one last thing for us uh i said it at the beginning of the show i'll say it at the end of the show and i'll say it until he tweets me to stop Kawhi leonard <laughs> is a piece of shit <laughs> he needs to get his act together that said He's a pretty good defensive player, and I respect see. that. So. Let's see. Minute 43. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna tweet Kawhi. Minute 43 of the podcast. <laughs> or hour 43 of the podcast at Kawhi Leonard. We're going to. Don't worry. I'll Spoiled Brett. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Connor, one last thing. My one last thing is I would like to go back to my comments about the Josh Hader thing. And I just want to specify if anyone's thinking that I'm just doing this to play the race card. I'm not. I am not. I, if you can ask any, yeah. you can, you can ask anyone. You must say you can ask Kyle. You can ask Tom. You can ask anyone. Like I am the last person to play the race card Absolutely. on anything in life. Like I, any any opinion and every thought that I give about that has something to do with with my race or my and my ethnicity ethnicity. It, it's it's not just a knee jerk reaction. They are all fully thought out. They are processed, and I sit there and I think about it, Absolutely. and I make sure that it's. That it has, that it's an educated and it has, it's it's rooted somewhere. So I wasn't saying that because I was like, oh yeah, he's a racist, he's a racist. I think everyone's a racist. Like I think every white guy's a racist. Like hell no. I went to like most of my friends are white. So if if anyone's listening to this and thinking I'm just that I just pull the race card and everything like that, I am not. And they're strictly, racist. Like I am just strict probably. <laughs> <laughs> I am just strictly going by a what I know I've seen, what I know I've gone through, and I'm just the slight pessimistic views that I have because I see how people act and how they want to be in this country nowadays. That's it. That's it. Not playing the race card. Not accusing anyone of being a full fledged racist. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. I have an actual one last thing now. Yeah. Um, I said it incorrectly at the beginning of the show, but it's nice to be on the show and talk about something more than just sports entertainment. <laughs> okay. Said it correctly. I've time. yet to be I've yet to be on a show where we talk about that. So. Oh my god, Connor, we need to we Summer get, Connor, we'll do a wrestling show soon. 
I because I've been wanting to do, do some wrestling stuff. When we, we got to do the we got to do the we got to do the two K rating episode like ASAP. Though. Oh my god! Yes. Oh yeah, uh, be on the lookout for our twitters. Um, we're gonna be doing a two K slash matting oh. real life ratings. It's gonna be fun. One last thing. Now that you said that, fall Twitter. So three last things. For yeah, Tom. yeah. Because uh, if I had three words to describe myself, it would be bad at following directions. So <laughs> four words, people. Oh, all right. So, wow. um, if you want to follow for bops only, bops of the week, it's at Tom First Zero for the O on Twitter. Link will be in the description. This um, week's was Denzel Curry's. Do you tweet Cobain. bops only? Yeah, that's awesome. I'm. That's s- why I said follow me on Twitter. Sneak peek for the future. I'm gonna. Cre- uh, I was thinking about doing a segment like every Friday or something, doing bops only. Just look at my Twitter, dude. I love it. Well, because uh, then I can throw yours in every week. Too. Next week's hint is a BH, and then there's gonna be a bonus one for a hometown bro. I know the BH, and I probably know what song it is. <laughs> um. Anyway, my one last thing. The Brewers currently their best pitcher on their roster is one Hernan Perez. <laughs> Hernan! If anyone saw the game today, <laughs> Hernan Perez, because the Brewers were losing eleven to two, Hernan Perez, who is normally an infielder, um, utility player, he went in and pitched, and he pitched two scoreless innings. <laughs> Hernan Perez has now pitched in three games, in, three games in his career, Hernan! and he is scoreless he's never allowed a run he's only walked two people and he got his first strikeout tonight how fast is he pitching Cy Young uh, confirmed Cy Young confirmed. average 78 like fastball is 78 yeah and he he's did striking people out it yeah right he now. struck it okay no for real real quick um he there was one he he was like his his throws are like batting practice like he lobs them in there like they're all curveballs but on a two on an 0-2 count he threw it was like a 70 or an 87 mile an hour pitch and everyone was like freaking out everyone was like ah 87 i was like that's most people's change up like what the hell but it actually caught the bat i don't remember who it was like chase utley or someone it yeah. caught them off like off guard like they almost swung at it it was yeah. like a reverse change up yeah it was it was his fastball it was super funny but then he hit i think it was kike hernandez he hit him <laughs> with no, like he a, hit he hit no, it was an Austin Barnes. I'm looking at it right now. It was, it was like 48 Barnes. mile per hour. How how fast? <laughs> 48. Was 48. it intentional? It's it's on record as the slowest hit Beating by ball. pitch in MLB history. I mean, I guess I'd take the bet because literally you could see it. Like the dude kind of like tries to avoid it a little, but it literally <laughs> and then hits him in the back. It's so go look at it. It's super funny. It's on Bleacher. I guess I'd take it's the bet too. But honestly, Hernan Perez is the utility player. Of all utility, the only player or the only position that he has not played in his career is catcher. Make it happen. I, yeah. I agree. Make it happen. All right. Uh, the secret weapon. Connor, go ahead and take us out. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Thank you, Tom, for coming on. A pleasure yeah. as always. Thank you. I always love being on. So if you ever need someone, let yep. me know. I'll bring more notes. <laughs> Literally took an hour and a half worth of notes today. That's Dear awesome. God. Connor, all go ahead right. And, take us out. and with that said, uh, one, it was awesome being on. It was also also awesome. Awesome for me to actually be on the show with 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 uh, all three of us on the show. Yes, absolutely. Actually, for this episode, so that was so that was fun. That was kind of a long time coming. Yes, on, yeah. honestly, on the, on this podcast. Next stop, um, bars, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. As far as where to follow us, uh, Tom gave him gave gave you guys his Twitter. Uh, Mine. If you guys want to give give me a follow, I am at Connor Moore underscore seven. Uh, I believe it is. 
all lowercase underscore the number seven. Like I said, uh, they'll be in the description. Right. They'll, yeah. All of it will be in the description. And again, make sure to also follow us at FRKL Podcast on Twitter. We have a Instagram account as well. Make sure you look this up. We, uh, if you still want to marvel at the amazing graphics that we have, I still can't get over that my face is on John Jones. I so love there's it. John Jones Jones. <laughs> so there's that. And stay away as... from the PEDs. Yeah, I'll try. Um, and, and as and uh, as Kyle mentioned, be on the lookout for all of our respective social media handles, podcast, and our own handles, for, because we are going to ask you guys. Who you all think? What you guys think our ratings would be if every mundane task in life was rated by a video game? It's so gonna keep be, that in every mind. Mon- okay, okay. I want to make sure I'm understanding. Like, so, like washing the dishes, rated E for everyone. Yes. No, 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 no. Like no, no. cooking. Like, what would be your Madden rating in cooking or your driving rating? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Driving's clearly yep. a 99. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do that at some point. It'll be fun. Be on the lookout. So on. T- but until then, thank you all for listening. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the hope you guys enjoy the show. Be on the lookout for the next episode on Wednesday, where we shock the system as always since day one. Beg and beg and please don't make me feel this again. Things are getting eerie like the lake is down in Michigan. Had a good year, kind of tired. Where the Michelin at the finish line? Go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots. That's extended mag. I don't mean to brag. You smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function. I'm a ten. Stag, stone cold bachelor, acid rap and chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. We are you see me as a challenge to man.